Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fucking horror podcast. I am Ryan Danley with my co-host Jonas Barnes. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? I'm happy to happy to be here. What's up, Graham? Hey, I'm Graham. I'm here in Brooklyn. I'm happy to be here too. How's Brooklyn going? It's okay. <laughs> it's pretty boring. We've been outside in 300 days. <laughs> I was say, dude, me and Graham are both in Brooklyn. It's uh, <laughs> it's like it's very very quiet Brooklyn right now. Yeah. The last time I was in Brooklyn, I was uh, I stayed right over the Williamsburg Bridge, and it was like right when it first started to like become like Brooklyn. It was, uh, and I stayed with a friend of mine's older brother went to uh, Columbia or some one of those schools, and uh, and we stayed there with him, and it was uh, in, like, one of those, like, sectioned-off warehouses was, like, you know, plywood walls and stuff like that, and uh, it felt really cool. Um, oh, you and they got suckered into one of those places that's called the quote-unquote artist loft that they pay a shitload of money for exactly, that's just it, got made out of plywood. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I live in Portland, so between the two of us, we can, or between the three of us, we can uh, really... Uh, um, be cool on this podcast though right dude you just live in the you live in the brooklyn of oregon that's I do. exactly <laughs> where you know um is I, i'm an anarchy jurisdiction though how about you guys are you guys technically anarchy jurisdiction or i feel I, like we are right i think we were called that yeah at one point <laughs> i didn't yeah. know if like all boroughs were the uh, anarchy jurisdiction or if it was just like you know specific ones I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm, in Bush- I'm in Bushwick. Are you in Bushwick, Graham? I'm Flatbush. Oh, you're Flatbush. Okay, yeah, because like I'm in Bushwick, and I feel like that was. I feel like Bushwick was definitely called that, but like when we were called that, it was like it was a slur, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> they were like, and they called us the anarchy jurisdiction. We're like, yeah, we we, we know. That's that that's, sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> that's been yeah. like kind of that's kind of the point, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize Anarchy would have so many gelato shops, but, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to, uh, on this uh, podcast, talk to you about horror movies. We're going to be discussing some of our favorite horror movies um, from the past, uh, new horror movies that you uh, may or may not have seen. And, uh, you know, and we'll cover the greater spectrum of horror, torture porn, suspense, I want to give a title to the to the escape movies now that's the genre that i'd like to get into like uh uh you know uh oh, oh god what's that movie that i just uh ready or not like know, ready or not like like ready or not like that's like a genre now of, they're like, like they're kind of like they're like light-hearted survival horror exactly yeah. totally. like escape room right like haunts, haunts yeah. exactly haunts kind of like that um murder party is kind of like that um you know just like uh, like kind of like somebody kind of going um going through the, the motions uh but um yeah i'd like to get into that a little bit um but uh this week we since it's our uh um flagship beginning episode we are going to start with one of the uh greatest most classic horror movies of all time and that is the exorcist um what do you guys think of the exorcist i don't know Graham, you said you just watched it right yeah I, i'll say this i i i said i suggested this movie that we watch this 
uh, as just sort of an example. And then so we decided to watch it. So I had to watch it because I haven't seen it since I'm probably like 14. Um, and I don't remember anything about it. Uh, so I watched it yesterday and I really, really liked it. Um, but, it, it, you know, there was just, I, I don't know. I, I really liked it. I'll say that. I want to see what you guys say. I have a lot of questions. So. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I um, mean, the Exorcist. The Exorcist. I feel like is one of those movies that, if especially if you haven't watched it since you were fourteen, like you got to walk out of that as an adult with all sorts of questions because there's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that movie. Um, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> there really is. One of the last times I saw The Exorcist, funny enough, talking about being in Brooklyn. Uh, I went with an ex-girlfriend of mine, uh, one of my best friends in the world that I do podcasts with. Her name is uh, Lauren Petrie. Um, we went to Catland in Brooklyn, which is like an occult bookshop. Mm-hmm. And we watched it in the bookshop with like staff and like some other fans and shit like that. Um, so the experience of it was cool because we were watching it while being surrounded by all of these like occult items and stuff. Because um, Catland is a very legitimate store for that type of stuff so that added to the experience but the exorcist was the first movie that i watched as a kid um that was like a truly scary movie because i think i saw like friday the 13th or something like that when i was a kid but it was like super slow and boring and it was just you know whatever um but the exorcist scared the shit out of me as a kid so for a while i didn't watch it again and then i revisited it again i revisited it quite a few times um as an adult and it still sticks around as a classic like horror movie for sure. But the things that they did in that movie for that time frame are still to this day, some of the coolest effects ever, like for, you know, for that type of a movie, because it's all practical stuff for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah, they killed it. I mean, it's still to this day holds up. Genuinely shocking stuff. Like yeah. to this day, would would still like yeah, it holds up pretty well. <laughs> I mean that. I mean the the reality of those scenes is, I mean, they broke her back. Um, in those flipping scenes, they literally broke Linda Blair's back, making her go back and forth uh, like that. So, uh, yeah, that was a not. Uh, you know, I've actually met Linda Blair on a couple occasions, and um, oh, shit. yeah, um, cool. And uh, yeah, um, those are both longer stories. Um, but I, but I, she, uh, she does like book tours and stuff, and I always kind of catch her when she's around. And uh, she, the funny thing about her, she really doesn't want to talk about The Exorcist. Like she just, just <laughs> does not have like a lot of interest in talking about The Exorcist. And I don't know if it's just played out for her or if the experience with her in it is bad. But one way or another, like it's a sort of a, uh, it's a hot, hot. This just doesn't seem like something she's into, which is kind of a funny, uh, funny thing because it's really. I mean, she has some other famous moments. Like it's kind of it's what she's known for. <laughs> yeah, I mean that and like hanging out with Rick James. But like, but you know, but like, uh, but yeah, that's like that's her that's her deal, you know. So wait a minute. So you're telling me that somebody who had to jack off with a crucifix as a child doesn't want to talk about it as an adult? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any problem with it. So I guess there's. A- <laughs> <laughs> all right well in case you're uninitiated the story of the um of the exorcist is that a um a young girl in georgetown who is the daughter of an actress starts to exhibit kind of crazy signs um 
she starts to her name is reagan uh, who is uh, uh played by actress linda blair as we were just talking to uh, talking about um she's 12 years old in it and um after playing with a Ouija board, she contacts us, uh, like an imaginary friend who she starts calling uh, Captain Howdy. Um, as time progresses, she starts uh, um, being weird. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh, her mother's having a party and there's a couple astronauts at the party and she comes downstairs and she looks at them all and she says, you're all going to die up there. And the whole crowd, you know, party gets and then pisses on the floor and then the whole party gets, <laughs> gets quiet. Um, Eventually, uh, the problems get worse and worse. The the mother um, was Ellen Bernstein, right? Um, Her physical appearance is deteriorating, right? Too, and then, the whole movie. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then um, to the point where she's she's really like really out there. And then the the mother goes to to talk to a priest. Um, and then you know, and honestly, like. I don't, you know, like to pick, you know, we get, I'm sure there's a lot of opinions on the Catholic Church out there, but they, they actually play the first priest pretty good with, uh, you know, he, um, he does a good job of like, you know, trying to make sure that she's exhausted sort of options. And then when she goes and visits her, um, you know, things progress and uh, um, yeah, that's kind of the movie, you know, and then you have a, um, a child swearing on a bed, you know, and uh, screaming as the, as the priest try to exercise the demon out of her um i don't know do you give away the ending is is there a spoiler alert for a uh 50 year old movie or no i don't think i don't think we <laughs> okay I, but like can we can we like not just gloss over the fact that this was not just a child swearing yeah yeah i mean it, I mean, <laughs> it, it is doing some like Dude, like hard R swearing, like <laughs> saying some really deep fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know the excessiveness of the movie is, I think, um, you know, I mean, like a kid swearing. Like sometimes I feel like South Park's just a lot of like just kids swearing. But like I feel like the excessiveness of of it in this movie, like at some point, becomes like so heinous that it adds just to like the horror of it. And as like you know, somebody who like clearly isn't like offended easily by like you know like swear words like it just gets to a point of it where it's like so like kind of like brutal like you know just the things that she says and, and, and her actions in it you know at one point she's screaming fucking me fuck me fuck me stabbing herself with a crucifix and in, in uh, the nether regions and uh that sort of thing and it's a uh, it's um it's an effective piece of filmmaking if you uh <laughs> if you like that sort of darkness you know I mean, it's so the thing is with me is I think the simplicity of the story like helps because the pacing of the movie gets drawn out by the way that they build up everything. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because like there's a lot of movies that are like really really deep, and this one doesn't have a whole shitload of story, but the story that it does have plays so well into the tricks that they do on screen to make it you know scarier but also like linda blair's performance you were talking about when she walks down and just stares at that group of people mm-hmm. and like she completely deadpans it and then pisses all over the floor like <laughs> that's insane you know for a child actor at that point to be like listen we need you to go ahead and dead stare at these people and just piss on the carpet she's like cool i can pull that off and this is like right before a crab walk up the stairs like jesus christ <laughs> 
let me let me let me you know in, in acting school they have you be the tree you know like be the tree now she's like you know be the be the person pissing in the middle of the room you know what i mean like i i don't even know where you go <laughs> where you go to find that in you you know what i mean but uh i think that also the uh, also is there any more is there any more effective way to disrupt a party than to just walk down and piss in the middle of the floor and be like this 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 book club is over i'm like and just go back upstairs right like you like there there is no crab cake that's going to top that situation you know what i mean there's no glossing yeah. over that yeah. yeah um i thought the 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 juxtaposition like where she was introduced as just so pure and sweet and innocent just wanting a pony like that was like her opening, like that's how you're introduced to her. She's just having like this totally innocent, normal conversation. And it turns, it starts gradually, but all of a sudden there's that turn. And it's like you said, like it's like South Park swearing kids and stuff. And it's not that, <clears throat> it's not that offensive, but the, just from the beginning to end watching that like tilt from Captain Howdy on is like legitimately scary. Yeah, it's an impactful yeah, yeah, thing coming from coming from her. It's very impactful. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then we we got to get into the priest, and I think I think that that's like you know kind of the the essence of the movie is that um, uh, you know, uh, priest number one, the younger guy, he is like I think it, it, his faith is conflicted a bit, you know, and yep. there's a yeah, lot yeah. of that in the movie is that you know like he sort of like he doesn't know if he's the power to do the you know to that he he's questioning his you know being in the priesthood anymore and you know he's a he's a psychiatrist I believe and um um and you know in this whole thing and then he he's able to work out with this you know along comes a uh, another priest of you know uh, uh, Father Karras is the younger priest and the other priest comes on and he's you know he's trying to uh, and he's got a little bit more experience with with the uh, with the the art of exorcism himself so you kind of see this like sort of like juxtaposition between the two of them of like this sort of younger guy trying to like kind of grasp it and um and you know not being able to deal with the um you know with the cruelty of the, the you know of the creature and the older the older priest you know is is more just like you know you just got to ignore it and you just got to move on. And I think, you know, I think that's kind of like what the movie's sort of about, you know what I mean? Like, you know, are we, are we controlled by these fears? Are we controlled by these things? Are we letting these make our decisions? You know what I mean? And like, you know, then I think that's, that's kind of what they're getting at is what I feel. You know? Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, I do also think though, that like, I mean, god kind of wussed out of this you know what i mean like like i'm sorry that seems like a god problem like if the devil <laughs> the earth like and he's like okay well i'll just send a couple priests and hopefully they can figure it out i'm like i don't know one of them barely cares <laughs> right exactly cares, like, but he doesn't he doesn't think very highly of himself <laughs> right like i mean it's just like and i get it like you gotta find it in yourself either but like i feel like if satan shows up on earth or like I don't know if it's actually technically Satan, but it was, you know, uh, what, what send the big guns in. Yeah. Send, send, like you got to come down. That's like a you problem. That's a <laughs> that is like, like I mean, like the best priest at most is a well, <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in demon fighting, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, and then you know you start thinking about it with all these movies. It's like, why are humans sent to fight demons? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry if there's like, like I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like a, it just seems it's a little little. 
a lot of my pay grade, you know? But the, I think it's funny that the interactions between the two priests in the movie are very much like a good cop, bad cop thing, except that it's like, you know, dedicated, dedicated priest and lazy priest. <laughs> like you have the one dude who's like totally into it. He's like, we're going to get this fucking demon out of her. I got the holy water here. And you got the other dude showing up. He's like showing up late. He's hung over. He's like, dude, I don't know if I'm into it. Like, I just fucked my first kid. Like, this is too much for me. Like, <laughs> He just really phones it in. And then the other dude is like, come on, you need to like learn something here. Like watch what I'm doing. Right, like, totally. Like, don't don't fuck the kids. Backhand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> she does, you know? He, he gives her a, a good smack. And then at the end, um, Father Karras, um, uh, the older priest gets pushed out the window falls to his death down the big famous flight of stairs that you see at the beginning that is a famous landmark in um, Washington, D.C. If you're, if you're in town in Washington, D.C. this weekend, uh, you know, um, storm in the Capitol, you might want to, uh, you know, take a trip over to see the exorcist stairs. Uh, Wait, wasn't the, wasn't the older priest uh, murdered just in the room? Oh yeah, he was murdered. That's right. He Harris was left the room and he came back in and he was on the floor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Karis left the room, come back in. Older priest is dead. And then then Karis like does like like kind of like a like some some ninja shit. And like, you know, like some Yoda like <laughs> kind of je Jedi shit and he like he like snags the priest and like there's like enough of him to like I mean, I, I mean to be honest with you, it's a little bit like far fetched because, like you know, like you know, yesterday he was, you know, was scared of a of a, a voice of a homeless guy from the uh, from the subway. But today he's like, you know, he, so he takes the takes the devil into himself and then throws himself out the window, killing himself, and then the devil is not able to, I guess, re-enter the body because I don't really know the rules on that. But apparently, like. You figure the, the fear the devil could could be like, oh, now I don't have a human. He's got to take a loss and go home, and then he's got to. <laughs> he can do it later. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I just didn't. I didn't realize that that was how that worked. But that's been apparently. What it, what it sounds like to me is that once the devil enters a priest, he has a really weak pullout game, and he just has to <laughs> stick in there for a while. It's just like, I know you threw yourself out of a window, but I got to chill here. Like I'm tired now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, and then, um, so you got two dead priests, um, and then, but like, you know, like all of a sudden, like, uh, um, Reagan is back to normal by the end and, um, has some scars and stuff and seems to move on with her, with her life. And that is the exorcist. It's, um, I think as a child of baby boomers, um, this movie had like kind of a big, this and The Shining had a big impact on my youth. And I think we, you know, we talked about that earlier as everybody's seen this, but you know, this movie was such a big deal to that group of people that I think that like it felt it was handed to us, you know, like as in like, this is the epitome of fear and, and scary. Um, and I'm, you know, I think it's hard for a lot of us to see scary things and be like, you know, see movies that have been hyped as scary and be like actually scared by them. Um, but I think they do a pretty good job of like making The Exorcist still in this day with uh, 
all the with all the modern modern movies coming up that I you know I think that have done a pretty good job at, at generating fear like Hereditary and, and things like that. I think the the Exorcist still for the most part holds up. I think so too. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Exorcist is one of those movies that's kind of in a league all of its own because it takes a story that in and of itself is very simple, and it does it in a way that the scary parts of the exorcist are not necessarily things that would be traditionally scary i think from like most modern horror um you know takes right now because most of it has to do with linda blair like linda blair's performance as reagan was crazy like she did so good at that and that's a lot of what made it scary but then on top of it the directing um the the effects and stuff that they did of little things that would pop out in the background or like the usage of sound where mm-hmm. like that you know that type of stuff made it a scary movie because of the tension that gets built and then on top of that you see the visual stuff that's also crazy too which you know a lot of the stuff that's been talked about you know throughout the years like obviously there's the masturbating with the crucifix there's the swearing thing there's the barfing up the pea soup like there's the crab walk there's all those things that are visual but really at its core um it's just a very scary presentation of a very simple story absolutely the sequel um, we should not talk about the second one because nobody ever needs to watch that movie for any reason. Yeah, I just... I've heard pretty bad things about it. I've heard good things about the third. I do want to just say something about how I really liked uh, the director that accosted the Nazi or who he thought was a Nazi at the party. <laughs> that was pretty great. But then he got killed, which was weird. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah it is. but I liked him a lot. It's one of those cursed movies, right? With the dead director and the dead, right? Like, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, yeah it, it, is, it is one of the cursed movies. You're right. It, it falls into that category, like with Poltergeist and mm-hmm. with a, you know a couple other ones. Um, yeah, it still it falls into that. There was a whole shitload of things that went wrong during the filming and after the filming, um, which I think is one of the reasons that Part Two is so awful, because right. it was a complete, a complete change from the first one and like i think we kind of expect that it's it's hard when you see it like drop off so heavily you know what i mean like there's there's the you know there's like the the drop downs like house party one phenomenal (laughs) house party two eh, you know i mean like that's the jammy jam and like like i'll deal with that but then you get the house party (laughs) three and that's like filmed on a video camera you know what I mean? And like you're like, okay, like this is like a at least, but at least there was like a gradual drop. I think that with the Exorcist, like yes, like following up like a tremendous like epic film is the with is is going to be a really impossible. I, I think there's very few films sequels that have really like even stood close to like a movie of like that caliber, like right after it. But like the drop, the only other Godfather. Movie, yeah, Godfather is one of the that's maybe the only other one. <laughs> I'm, right. uh, I'm sure I'll think of like some more later, but like I mean the only other thing I can think of that's even like similar, it's not even that great, but like American Psycho 2 is just so absolutely ridiculous and like unwatchable. Right. There's another like if you look at um Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, 
That's another example. Because like si- Silence of the Lambs is a classic, and then Hannibal sucked, but it was also because they tried to do something completely different with the story of Hannibal Lecter, and it it flopped. But the thing with The Exorcist, like, man, I could make hours of shit posting about how bad the second one is compared to the first one, so I won't do that. But what I will say is that the third one is proof that if they would have taken the same concept of the first one and built off of it, mm-hmm. it would have been successful. Because the third one is very similar to the first one in both tone and filming style and like the pacing and all that stuff. Um, and the third one is the one that really fucked me up as a kid. Um, and I don't know how many people have actually watched the third one. Um, Cause I think a lot of people were really gun shy after that second one. Mm-hmm. But man, the third one has all the all the same like ingredients of the first one, but they're ramped up just enough sure. to where to where they punch pretty hard, you know. And they did the same thing with like the stuff in the background and the use of sound, and the acting in the third one um, is amazing. Now, what's his like, name? Uh, the main guy. Uh, it's uh, um, George C. Scott's in it. George, yeah, that's right. George yeah, yeah. Yeah, George C. Scott's in it, and like the whole the like, there's an entire third act that basically takes place in a prison cell, mm-hmm. which it's a hospital room, but it looks like a prison cell. And there, like that entire third act that takes place in there, it's just two people, some really demonic shit, some good scripting, some good directing, and like it's it's top tier filmmaking. Yeah, you know, it's it's gotten more in, like in uh, horror groups online and things like that. It it has become sort of like a person in the know movie, Exorcist Three. You know, it's uh, I haven't seen it for a number of years. I was going to watch it not too long ago, but it, it didn't uh, pan out. But um, it has become sort of like the movie to to watch. You know, and I I don't like. Um, and you're right. I think that like just after the how I mean the second one like I mean. Like when the when she's in the hospital and like the floor is splitting and it just I mean it just looks like a freaking I mean it's like looks like a Doctor Who episode and I mean I love that kind of I love that stuff when it's like on TV and right right fun but I don't like it when it's like a different tone too (laughs) right like they're taking this seriously and you're like yeah you gotta you gotta stop here you know um (laughs) Graham I think you should watch it just so you can come back to the next episode and be really pissed off that you had to sit through it because I'll watch it if I can find it streaming I'll watch it you should be able to it's like it's hilariously bad and also at the end of it like you'll you'll be so mad at the fact that they did that to the exorcist it's just how dare you (laughs) the audacity of you making this film (laughs) no I like those kind of hate watches yeah yeah it's a full hate watch (laughs) all right cool all right. Um, well, that is The Exorcist. Um, we're going to start ending our show with some uh, recommendations uh, of either horror or books or TV or anything that we've enjoyed uh, during the week. Um, Graham, you got a, you got any suggestions? Um, yeah, I'll suggest uh, uh, Twin Temple. It's a, it's a musical group. If you guys haven't heard, they're a satanic doo-wop. Oh wow! Um, and it's actually pretty legit. It's it's very good music, uh, and they just did a an online uh, puppet show called "The Magical Night of Krampus Tale." The Magical Tale of Krampus Night, and it was, it's a girl and a guy, and, or, uh, and they 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 go to hell. They get turned into puppets, 
And then, so then they have to figure out how to get back. It doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to do with Krampus, but it's fucking amazing. And the songs are incredible. But they have an album, uh, only one album. I can't remember. It's like just the beautiful sounds of Satan or something like that. But it's really good. Um, Twin Temple. That's my recommendation. Awesome. I dig that. Um, I got two recommendations. Uh, first one's a movie. Um, if you have Shudder, uh, you should go on there and you should watch Host. Um, it's a movie that is filmed during the pandemic and it is a storyline that is based during the pandemic and it is entirely unique um, and it's short it's only an hour um, and to me it is kind of like a perfect example of how to use a small budget and a, and a restrictive situation um, and make it your own like and make it a very very good film um it's a quick watch it's super good for um you know for a good quick horror watch um and the other thing i want to recommend and a marker in time it's a marker in time you know what i mean i love hosts it's like it's a marker yeah it's like a movie it legitimately is it's a zoom yeah and i mean like as silly as that might sound something might roll their eyes at that it's but they actually like pull it off and it's like yeah they nailed it i thought yeah exactly and it's like and I mean, you really wouldn't have been able to make that movie last year if we weren't all doing this. And next year when all this is over, it's, it would be, you know what I mean? So this, they kind of like, they came with it and they, and they nailed it. So it's a great recommendation. Yeah, I mean, there's other, there's other movies that try to do a similar thing to it, um, but it, it fit because of that storyline that was attached to it. Whereas this one is fully within the reality that all of us are living in right now. Mm-hmm. And then they turn it into a very legit horror film. Um, it yeah, really helped that it, it was only an hour. <laughs> I gotta seriously, say, I don't did. think I would have jumped in thinking, "Oh, a Zoom horror movie," but it was an hour, so I was like, "I'll give it a shot," and I loved it. So, yeah, yeah for that the hour long thing, such a good call by the director. Like, listen, yep. we're not going to want to sit through an hour and a half of a Zoom horror film, so let's cut this down, make it short, sweet, to the point, and it's just yeah. Like kudos to that whole team for making that movie. Um, and then the other recommendation, if we're doing music here, is um, an electronic group. They are kind of like they're a retro wave group, but they also like it's a mix of uh, retro wave and metal. Um, mm-hmm. And they're called uh, Dance with the Dead. Dance with the Dead. Yeah, it's just a duo, and I think like they were touring all over the world, um, but their music is definitely like um, you know it's got the like the '80s retro wave uh, thing that was going pretty hard this last year and a half, two years. Um, but they also, but it's mixed with uh, heavy metal guitar riffs and everything, so it's super fast paced. The visuals that they have for their videos, and also for like their album covers and stuff is all like zombies and things like that. It's a very cool thing. Um, no lyrics. It's all, um, for the most part, there's no lyrics. It's just all music. Um, and then occasionally they have like a chorus that's just, you know. Album should I start with? Um, honestly, my favorite album is the one that's called B-Sides. B-Sides volume one. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite album. And it's like, I don't even think they actually are B-Sides. I think they're just kind of some extra stuff that they had, but that album's great. Um, the rest of them, honestly, there's not one bad album that I've heard. Cool. I knew it. All right. Um, my, I, um, 
I'm going to suggest because I suggest this to everybody who listens because I and I've watched it and I can repeatedly watch it and it was uh, it came out in 2018 and I liked it when I first saw it but I've just continuously watched it and it's Pie Whack It. Um, you can watch it on Hulu. Um, yes. Uh, I just think Pie Whack It is like my favorite horror movie. I don't like. I mean, I think we should cover it on this show. It's like. It is like the subtle juggernaut, and I and I, and I everybody who asks about to see horror, I always suggest see by Wacket. It's like, um, um, it's a you know, it's a, I think it's Canadian, and it's just like really simple. And and the lead, she, uh, I don't know, she's like sixteen or seventeen, and it's kind of a lot of her, and she hasn't done a lot of other stuff, and she completely carries this movie that is like, like really doesn't have a lot else in it to carry it and she like just carries it and and the times that it's scary like um you know she like invokes it's really scary so i'm gonna suggest a pie whack it man i just just a hundred percent back that i got we recommend that a while ago on some some page on facebook i think um and i watched it and loved it yeah super good and, um, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite movies with one of the worst titles I've ever heard in my life. I always <laughs> make fun of the title because I'm like, why does that? Why is that the title? And then I watched it. And I'm like, all right, okay, I get it. But like, yeah, that's such a good movie. Yeah, I spent such weeks after that movie going to my wife every time she'd say something. I'd say, wait, did you say pie wagon? And she got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, musically, I am gonna suggest. Um, the entire catalog, but most specifically Operation Doomsday, Doomsday, and and villainy from the uh, the great legend MF Doom, um, hip hop uh, genius who we lost this week. Um, you know he uh, has been a favorite of mine and other hip hop heads for a long, long time. And uh, um, I wrote a wrote a tribute article for Hard Noise. If anybody's listening, go check it out. And um, yeah. Always listen to MF Doom. So. Super solid recommendation on that, man. Yep. So. Um, I think that's it. Thanks for uh, joining. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think that's a good first episode, boys. Yeah, I think so, too. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, reminding you to uh, go out and start fires and break glass. This has been a- another fucking horror podcast. Thank you very much.